Kia and welcome magical beings back to Microwave Feminism. It's been a wee while since we've released any new episodes and you know what? That's okay. We are delighted to be with you now and holy guacamole do we have something delicious. This episode features a wholesome, nourishing, delightful and outright hilarious chat between Tash and her beautiful guest Claudia. I don't want to give too much away because this episode is truly a delight to hear for yourself, but get prepared for some Manawahine mythology, a wee Treo Māori lesson on feminine coded genitalia and pleasure, a kōrero around knowledge of whakapapa and connection to the natural world, and one of my favourite quotes a guest has brought so far. A wee warning, this episode did experience some cosmic interference, the record button mysteriously turned off, yet nothing feels lost when it comes to the richness of this conversation. So grab yourself a cup of tea or cacao if you want to be like the two baddies in this episode and enjoy the magic. Kia ora. Welcome to Microwave Feminism. But this time, it's season two. In season two, Tash and I bring our most authentic selves to explore in conversation with others, what feminism means to us, and where we see ourselves within questions of feminism. We are here for authentic, vulnerable, and playful conversations with you. And of course, talking about what it's like to be a badass feminist. No mai, hari mai. Welcome, and we hope you enjoy. It's recording. Hello. Hello. Welcome, Claudia. I'm so Thanks. excited. I would say welcome to the microwave. Um, but this is a very different microwave than different we've ever microwave. had before. We're sitting on Claudia's bed. I fucking dig the colour of your walls. <laughs> We're in Claudia's sanctuary of her room where all of herselves are expressed. Yes. And yeah. this is a microwave. This it is. is I, I guess like a microwave is just anywhere where we feel. Like we can authentically share ourselves and this is where we be at right now. This is where we be at. I do, I do love my room. I was just saying Natasha, like your room is very much a reflection of yourself and I think my room very much reflects me, all my books and I love art and all sorts of things. So there's quite a lot to look at at all times. There is. I promise I will keep my gaze solely on your eyes. Oh, have you seen me already? I'm just looking around as I'm talking about. Oh, my skylight. I can see the sky anytime. It's a perfect place to share about yourself and your journey when you have so many prompts around you. Thank you. Mm. I think so too. I'm excited. Welcome. Thank you. Shall we do it? Yes. The long awaited corridor between Taj and Claudia. I feel like this is like our third podcast that we've done together. Pretty much. Just not recorded. <laughs> Any of our conversations would have made great episodes. Mm. We are also sitting here drinking Mama Cacao out of the most apt mugs ever. <laughs> Literally got past them. And one says Manawahine and the other is a collection of we should all be feminist images <laughs> of titties and butts. There's booties. There's all sorts going on. So good. <laughs> so we're here for it. We are so in the space it's so good i'm probably gonna like there's gonna be little moments where i just end up listening to you i'm gonna be sipping on this like mm, oh i'm gonna be listening to you honey. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
you ready? Yes. Do you feel good? Hit me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll hit you with the badass feminism. No physical touch unless you want me to. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Claudia, who are you? Ooh, good question. Uh, Claudia Ho, who am I? Um, I am a young wahine Māori. I'm someone who is at a point in their life where... They absorb literally everything they do and don't turn anything away. Mm. Um, I'm definitely working everything out, like everyone is all the time. <laughs> um, I don't think there's ever a point where you're not doing that. But, yeah, I. what do I do? What do I do in my life? I work for the Untouched World Foundation, which I love, which is where Tash and I met. I... It's hard to explain that role when people sort of ask what do you do with them because there's really no one kind of title. So part of it is I actually run a podcast as well. So it interviews um, people from the foundation who have different connections to it, whether they're alumni or facilitators or uh, whether they're just passed through 20 years ago and we want to see where they're at now. So it's awesome. It's very, very different. Like you never know what you're going to get. Um, so that's part of it. Another big part of it is sort of sharing about te reo and tikanga Māori, which is very much where my heart lies, as you know. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I studied te reo Māori when I left school, uh, and when I was at school, to be honest, and I just fell in love with it. Like, I fell in love with the language, with te ao Māori, the Māori world. Um, I do whakapapa Māori as well, so there's always been that massive connection for me. And that's only grown stronger and what that's meant for me as well has definitely changed over time too. So I'm very grateful that uh, the foundation sort of allows me to work in that space too and actually bring to do Māori to people. Yeah, it's very fulfilling. So that's good. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, else do I do? I attend board meetings. I'm on the Untouched World board. But... A lot of my work too is in sort of school engagement, so reaching out to schools and tertiary institutes and bringing students onto the programs that we run all around the country now. Um, and yeah, it's super rewarding so far. I'm saying all this stuff and I'm like two months in, but you know, <laughs> but it's great fun. Um, the team that I work with, I've known since I left school, so in like mm. 2018. Wow. Yeah. Although Mark, who I work with a lot, always says that it's been at least a decade. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I would have been 12, and that's not quite right. <laughs> Mark's known everyone for a decade. Oh, at least, eh? At least. <laughs> yeah. So it's beautiful work that I do there. I'm also a dance teacher. I do a lot of dancing, a lot of different styles uh, with really beautiful people that I've known for a really long time so I've always been at the same dance school here in Christchurch at Studio 42 and it's ah such an awesome space to be in and getting around this time of year we're getting into all of our show content so it always gets a little bit stressful but you just remember you're just you're doing it because you love dancing Mm. um yeah what else do I do I tutor a bit of Tzirio Māori too which is good fun yeah But at the end of the day, like, I just, yeah, I love exploring the things that I love doing, and I love reminding myself that 
you know, nothing's forever as well, you know, I don't know how long I'll be in this work or with, you know, like, living in Christchurch, I don't know, so you just sort of embrace each thing that you're doing as it comes along, mm. and that's me, really. Okay, pausing for hot chocolate sip. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, having known you for, oh, how long have we known each other? I think like a year. A year? Wow, it feels like lifetimes. It's been at least a decade. It's been at least a decade, <laughs> shout out to you, Mark. Um... <laughs> And maybe then that's a testament to who you are in everyone's life. You are so rich (laughs) and you do, you embrace everything and everyone with this, like, we've been, we've been since the beginning of the time, the times of time of light of energy. Let me give you a hug. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That. Like, yeah. I love that. Like, I love being in your life for that reason oh so beautiful well I love being in your life for that reason (laughs) and oh my gosh do we do we tell a story about like our first kind of connection yeah go ahead yeah that'd be awesome like it's kind of funny I mean (laughs) so Tash and I met on our first ALP like a leadership program that we run down south through the foundation and I remember we all met up in, I think it was in Tikapo first, mm. and we sort of got out of the cars, and we were meeting some of the Dunedin crew, and then this just one beaming woman was walking towards us, and I thought, oh my goodness, she looks like my ex. <laughs> she just has this really cool aura and vibe, but I'd not recently, well, I'd um, just recently broken up with my ex, and I thought... You just had really similar mannerisms. And I just, it was just the strangest thing. And I thought, fuck, I can't deal with this for three days. <laughs> I was trying to get away from it all. But it was great. We sort of met. And I, in my, like, in myself, I kind of thought, she's going to be thinking, why is this, like, facilitator staring at me? Like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, it's just, you know what, it's so raw and it's so mm. fresh. And it's sort of like, oh. Um, and then over the Alp, like, I so just loved listening to your contributions to Corridor, like, talking about your experiences and everything. And then there was a workshop that I ran around just some basic te reo and tikanga Māori stuff, a bit of mātauranga Māori. And part of that was I decided to talk about whakapapa and talk about our mahi mahi and how you can structure it and sort of reflecting on, you know, how, how do you talk about who you are? Um... And I remember, like, that was quite a hard conversation for some people there to have. And mm. and you and I sort of went aside and we sort of worked on it together and how you can talk about yourself, perhaps not on a traditional sense, you know. It's not always about, this is my mountain and this is my, you know, it's it's not an equation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that's when I said to you, over tears, that you reminded me of my ex. <laughs> We just had this just hilarious yarn, but there was such a special connect, and now I don't see it at all. <laughs> Which is secretly great. glad, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we there just the whole time there was this such special connect, and like even just like walking around with you, sharing your sharing your presence and your aura has been really good for me. Like it's good for yourself. It's like the hot chocolate I'm drinking. Honestly, give me a cup of tash. <laughs> it was such a it was such a 
buzzy experience, I think, for the both of us. And I don't think either of us expected to collide with someone who held so much healing for both mm. of us. And in, like, very different ways, we both kind of sat there and were like, wow, you really have just presented this whole, like, kete of healing for me, or moana, maybe, of, of healing. Mm. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild it was a massive exchange for sure yeah and yeah and you're sitting in this beautiful venue too you know mount aspiring looking out across the ngahiri and there's the awa like in the distance a beautiful monga and we just had this like total laugh this total yarn and it was just such a good like refreshing just oh good feeling inside <laughs> i'm like grabbing my chest right now because i'm like that's where i felt yes. it <laughs> There'll be the mama as well. She's super heart opening. Oh, it's your yeah. heart's gonna be like exactly. I can feel my cheeks. <laughs> We're just sitting on Claudia's bed, getting high on cacao right now. That's um, great. That's one of the really deep reasons as well that, um, like, deep deep gratitude for you sharing your fucker papa and the reverence for your connection to Fenua and the tangata of this of this land and the magic of this like this land and it really did it really stirred something in me like a forgetting in me that was at once deeply sad and like a lot of hurt and then also it has opened up this exploration and curiosity to connect with my own magic mm. um, whilst holding reverence for this Fenua that has raised me mm. and giving real reverence and honour and awe to this this mm. land and this magic. And, yeah, as a as a young Māori wahine, I just... Oh, I just think you're the tits. It's so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and what you're doing in, in like, through your own um, connection and knowing... And sharing that with people, particularly as a as a young Pakeha woman, um, like really acknowledging where my place is and where it really isn't, um, and then being really grateful to have that opportunity to share in that where it's like where it's mm-hmm. appropriate. Um, yeah, beautiful. I I love that, and you know I have to remind myself too. You know I'm. Maori, but I also have non-Maori lineage as well, and so I completely get that conversation, and and that's a conversation that I've had with several people um, mm. of Pākehā ethnicity descent, uh, of kind of what's my place in in New Zealand, like if I want to contribute, you know, how much is too much? Am I ever overstepping a boundary? Am I ever saying something that I shouldn't say, even though you know it's with good intention? Mm. And I think that's the key: is good intention. And you have, you have nothing but good intention with the people that you work with in Otago, like around the country and everything. Your like heart is so pure and good. And it's, mm. yeah, it's so beautiful. And I love working with you for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like love bombing yeah, each other. Exactly. It's a big compliment to each other. <laughs> Um, but we I'm, have flaws, everyone is. Of course. <laughs> I mean, something. No, no, keep for yourself. <laughs> Shall we dive in? I get when we were already, this is exactly why I was really excited to share this cordial with you in this space to share with the wider Motu and 
the world because there are listeners in like weird countries. Oh. Shout out, hey. Hi. Um, <laughs> and so as a young Māori wahine, what does feminism mean to you, if anything? Mm, if anything. Oh. I think feminism to me means that you're never blind to the differences between people between mm, wow. um between genders ethnicities whatever you're never blind to those but you embrace them and see them as as equal you know we have actually it's interesting I was having this conversation with my partner just before about how you know people are better at some things than other people and some people struggle more with other things but at the end of the day there's this um core of like we're all human beings and we're all on this equal playing field as human beings mm. um yeah cord and we can keep oh um, maybe so we potentially lost the last 15 <laughs> minutes of our chat that's we love what, this that's what happens when you get really into it it was way too cosmic <laughs> do you know what it's probably a good thing because i just unbuttoned my jeans because i was just talking about how i'm really full Mm. And so you missed that, but now I've told you about it anyways. <laughs> What's this? Oh my goodness. Um, Basically, we just had like a big, awesome yarn about our connect back to Papa Tuanaku. Mm. Um, it was such a shame that you missed it. <laughs> I really invite you to share back that kind of within Maturanga Māori and Te Māori, that rooting into... Fenua as a woman. Mm, absolutely. Share. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, we've been talking a lot about whakapapa and genealogy. And as Māori, we do feel this connect back to Papa Atuanuku <clears throat> as our Earth Mother. And we are all descendants of her. Um, and also, we, we acknowledge that, but we also acknowledge the fact that there are people around the world too who maybe don't share in that like Maori culture, but they mm. still feel this connection to Finua. Mm. I think often on of like our Tipuna Wahine and our Atua Wahine, who we're also descended from Hini Ahuoni. I was explaining, um, you know, the first woman who was created within our culture and identity, and she was formed out of Papatuanaku, out of Earth Mother. Mm. And how beautiful is it that we get to say? You know, she's, like, part of us and she lives on within us and she, like, flows through our veins. Mm. Um, And we do have this sisterhood of women around the world, even if we don't, weren't brought up with the same beliefs about our connection back to Whenua. Sisters are all descended from the same people, so, yeah, our Earth Mother is Mm. she. (laughs) Yeah, because of the way that Claude and I connected, it very much was within me there was this kind of like reaction of from this feeling of disconnect and I was curious as to to whether a lot of where mainstream feminism particularly like white woman feminism which can really recognize where I've been a part of it and consciously actively checking myself on on those things um in relationship with other people and whether that violence and that harm uh, does come from a place of disconnect come from Mm. a place of 
frustration. For, yeah, or... forgetting of like yeah. yearning for this like mm. fullness of the feminine for all people, not just wahine, fullness of the feminine that we can see in other places. We can see that someone has this like real grounding into mm. the fenua and we're like, oh, I want that. Mm. Um, and like that can manifest itself in some like not super groovy or quite harmful stuff and um I just thought it was really beautiful what you were then what you then replied to me of like this is our birthright yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah there is this is just something that helped me a lot when I had like some family whanau um bereavement earlier in the year and there's this belief I think sometimes that we have to earn the understanding of where we're from or we have to earn mm. that pathway and it's like there is no locked gate you know um our, our papa and our belonging is our birthright and we have every night every right to know about where we come from and it helps us move forward as well you know our grounding is so important to us so there's no you know key that you have to try and find so that you can access that you know it's there for you um you just have to discover it mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. And this is where we were at when Claudia had to unbutton her jeans. <laughs> We've caught you up. <laughs> um, thank you so like deeply. I think that's like the most incredible gift as someone who is so connected to this Fenua and honoring the healing of the papa and the history and holding that hurt and pain and the real need to address that pain on so many levels of the mm. society we're in and at the same time holding that space of expansiveness of sisterhood and mm. sharing that that rooting back into the the earth for all people mm. I just yeah you amaze me you amaze <laughs> me you amaze me <laughs> um I think with all that too all of that corridor it's I, I can understand it too because a good part of my life I didn't have any association with my Māori tanga either mm. and as a woman like I've always been I've always felt quite connected to the whenua and to the like natural entities around us mm. and I suppose I couldn't sort of associate it with something it was sort of just like oh you know I like being in nature or I like this or I like being in the beach um, and then as I started learning about my Māori tanga, it's like I could like associate it. It's like, oh yes, I love being on Blue Mine Island, you know, with this these waves, you know, crashing at us. I feel there's such presence and and sp- spiritual essence of tangaroa here in this moment. But without having had that sort of development of my own um, knowledge of my whakapapa, that wouldn't have meant the same well, I wouldn't have been... It would have meant the same, but it, I wouldn't have been able to associate it to that. Mm. Um, so I do. I totally get it. And I totally get that need to... It, it is a frustration. It's mm. sort of like why... Like, I, I want to be able to pinpoint why I feel this connect or or how I connect to these two things. Um, so I feel, like, quite privileged that I've experienced both of those things. Um mm. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Such an yeah, an incredible honoring of journey, mm. and, and like you said, self discovery. 
Oh, yes. Yes. Does, well, in context as well, as soon as I stepped into Claudia's room, I was like, yes, get it. There's so many bodies in this room, Mm. all the different plant pots, the titties, the booties. (laughs) The booties. And I love it. This is, uh, my, my, my room is exactly the same. And in my room, I actually have the most beautiful vulva painted by yours truly. Um, and I remember when you sent me, it was like the first lockdown, right? You sent me pictures of the, yes. uh, in a, no, maybe, yeah, oh, in some like isolation. Or something. Yeah. Um, and you sent me pictures of your, these vulvas that you've painted so beautiful in watercolor. I don't know, tell me more about that. Cause you, you had said it was quite new and you were like, Ooh, I'll share it here. But mm-hmm. there was a, like a excited nervousness. For sure. Yes. Well, for context, I'm not a painter at all, <laughs> <laughs> or a drawer. I've never been that way inclined. But I had gotten my sister is a really good um, painter. She was always really good at watercolor painting and, and drawing and that sort of thing. And I think she had actually given me some watercolor pencils, and I'd got some some paints and that sort of thing. And I was in a very creative mood one day, and I just thought I love drawing. Like we fire plants and like all that sort of thing just you know sort of doodling and I was like oh, I feel so drawn to just draw like a really beautiful vulva yes <laughs> so I just you know got some colors I just started playing and I was like I'm gonna draw another one and I started drawing all of these women and I don't know what it was like um kind of just in my head I just was starting to like imagine a woman and then just wanted to paint a vulva <laughs> so I was just sort of doing this and I don't know every now and then I'd be like this woman she just man she needs a big clitoris she's, she's like <laughs> she needs a good time like this, you know it's just changing it <laughs> so yeah and then I was like I need to do one for Tash and so yeah it's so beautiful it's in, oh, in my room right there next to my bed I love that, and actually I wrote down because I always forget the names of them, but the, like, real Māori words for, that, mm. like, you associate with, like, your vulva and all that sort of thing. Probably my favourite is, like, puapua, which is the Māori word pua, for... Puapua? Beautiful. Puapua. Puapua. And that's the word for vulva. Ooh, that's beautiful. It's also the word for a petal, <gasps> which I just love. <laughs> Poor poor. Poor poor. We petal of the mm. So I love that. Perhaps yours isn't like a petal though, and that's also fine. You could be like a cucumber. You could be whatever you however <laughs> <laughs> you want to start. <laughs> and then like more thinking about like your actual like vagina is like mm. a kitty tori. So your kitty being like your skin and a tori is sort of like like a split or like an opening. Which oh, is quite split in the skin. Yeah, which Kitty is quite. Body. Which is not like, possibly not the nicest like <laughs> image. Not as beautiful as, as a, a petal. <laughs> <laughs> Completely get that. Um, and then you have the koru or titara. So a tara is is again sort of like an opening, mm. and a koru is kind of like a protuberance or like a um, what? Like a like a nub. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> like something, you know, like that. So that's your clitoris. So it's like oh. that, like, thing that's, like, out there beaming at the 
at the split of your vagina, basically. Amazing. Isn't that Being like, find me, and then people still don't find yeah. it. <laughs> Except, I'm over here. It's a glowing nub. How can you not find it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a glowing nub. I don't think I've ever heard of a clitoris being called a glowing nub, but wow. I'm so here for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just have an image in my head, you know, at school discos when you'd get like one of those like fluorescent wristbands. Yeah, you like a teeny tiny one of those around the clitoris. And oh like, it's my here. god! <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> school discos. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure where the clitoris and school discos really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we take that. <laughs> Edit out. Um, wow. Yes. So that's quite interesting. Mm. Um, and then you have. Like your mate wahine, which is like your menstruation. Um, I've never been a big fan of the term mate wahine. That is referring to that sort of, um, uh, sort of almost like flush out, like there's no tangata with you. It's that wow. like menstruation period. But there's another term, it's like waifiro, which is sort of like the red waters, I guess, or like mm. the flowing water, which I personally prefer. I think it's a little bit nicer of a term. And then mate marama, which is kind of referring to more like your ovulation part of your month and stuff. So um, marama sort of being like the cycle of the month. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm like referring Amazing. to Amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, mate wahine can also mean, as well as menstruation, can mean to like lust after a woman. So I think that's quite cool. It's kind of like, I like remember it in my head because it's like mate wahine, like, I'd like die for a woman. <laughs> like wow. you know you're lusting for them. So yeah. Wow. Have you got that? There'll be a test at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. I feel it. I definitely feel it. Good, that's the main thing. Look at that. And mm. puapua. Puapua, yeah, the the petal. Puapua. Pua. Sorry, what was the rip in the skin again? The, the split in the skin. <laughs> the rip in the skin. <laughs> the the kitty tori. Kiri Tori. Yeah. I guess as well, the, you know, it, there is a, like a brutalness to it, which is, and maybe that whole, like the mate wahine, the, the association with like death, but we do hold like life, death and rebirth. And mm. maybe, it, you know, in a society that we're like, oh, death, like let's do everything to prolong life and ignore death. And I mean, creative violence that we've created, super not okay. Mm. Um, but there's a sense of like death and decay and violence that occurs that is so necessary and like mm. is life is the flip side and maybe yeah. it's like that brutal like ripping open of like I don't know the cosmos so more people can come out oh so true 100% like I completely get what you're saying there yeah. it is um they're quite dramatic. Yeah. It's like an unveiling of a curtain, you know? It's like, it's, there are so many miracles. How dare you call women dramatic in a derogatory way? Like, yeah, yeah it's death, baby. Like, it's exactly. life and death. Life it's dramatic. Death. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> I, um, yeah. Whoa. You know? Oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that. Oh, um, sure. Whoa. What is, what's her name? Uh, Hine Nui Te Po, I think. Hine Nui yeah, Te Po. Yeah. Wow. Hine Nui Te Po. Um, she used to be... Oh, I think I have it written somewhere. Um, oh, Hine Tama. Uh, so she was the the daughter of 
Hini Ahu One, I think, who was that first woman. Mm. So Hini Ihu One, so Ihu is like a nose. Mm-hmm. I'm like going like this, like what is this guy <laughs> pointing at my nose? Um, and then One being like the sand, the clay, the the mm. ground. So Hini Ihu One, the first woman who was um, formed out of clay and breathed into life through her nose. You know, Tihei Mauriora, given a hongi, brought to life by um, the god of the forest. Um, and then, yeah, next came Hini Tsitama. This is just turning into a Māori mythology lesson, basically. I'm so here for it. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, but like, she... enraptured. Oh, yay! <laughs> like, I love this stuff. It's so good. She, uh, Hini Tsitama, uh, she, yeah, it sort of came to life, but was sort of banished herself almost to, to the afterlife, afterlife, to the place of darkness out of shame so she became this goddess of night and then wow. and then yeah and so you know myself personally and a lot of people when you associate with death too you know think of like Hinenui Te Po sort of taking the hand of that person and sort of guiding them to that sort of next life or that mm-hmm. into the darkness which is pretty beautiful too so wow. women women play play a pretty important role yeah <laughs> powerful Papatsuanuku and Hine you know they got us covered from start to finish. <laughs> and if you be exploring without permission or without Ooh. reverence, we'll crush you in our eyes. Hundred percent. Don't you go creeping out there with permission? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Claudia. Yes. When do you feel most empowered to be fully yourself? I loved this question because it made me think of two things. It made me think about individual experiences that I've had where I felt really really empowered but they've sort of been one-off times Mm. and then I think of things that I like to do and I consciously know make me feel empowered to be myself so I do them when Mm. I when I need to definitely dancing and teaching dancing is a huge part of my identity uh to the point where you know, there have been opportunities that have come up for me to, like, move to different parts of the country or, or that sort of thing. But I have such a connect to my dance school and the people that I work with there and my, like, awesome mentors and, and friends there. And it's just such a beautiful opportunity to just kind of be myself. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's I feel really confident, I think, in that space too. So with confidence obviously comes the sort of allowance for yourself to be who you are. Um, So yeah, definitely in that space. And then when you're performing on stage, you know, and you're sharing your art and you're sharing something that you're so passionate about, of course, yeah, there's a really empowering uh, space. But of course, too, speaking to real Māori makes me feel very empowered. Yeah. yeah, it's something that I have worked very hard on for quite some time, and it's been interesting this year, so it's been the first time in a while that I haven't actually been studying, like actively studying te reo, <coughs> te reo Māori. So, um, yeah, that's been a little bit tricky for me in a way, mm. like I'm still trying to use my reo as much as I can, like with some tutoring work and within the foundation too, and even in instances like this, you know, <laughs> a little reo session in our podcast, but... Um, yeah, I think there's just something really special about it and it's sort of ing- so ingrained in me now that no matter where I am or who I'm presenting to or like who I'm speaking to, I just feel 
my my instinctual go-to is to speak into the girl first. It's sort of like it like grounds me and like reminds me of who I am and what I love doing. And then I can speak in English after that. <laughs> you know, then I'll move on to that. Um, but yes, it's a something very very close to my to my narco. Mm. <laughs> and I try to combine the two as well. You know, I'm not doing so much teaching of my little kids this year at dancing, but when I do, you know, I love trying to like throw a couple of trivial Maori words at them, and then they get so excited because it's something they're learning at school, and then that for me is like. The biggest reward. It's just wow. awesome. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I learned left and right the other day. Oh, that nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Important stuff. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mato? Yes. Maui? Perfect. Way. Where you go? You won't get lost now. <laughs> no, no, I won't. No, I won't. We also have asked the beautiful people in this iteration, phase, cycle, marama, um, of the podcast to come prepared with a quote that mm. speaks to you, moves you in some way. Uh, this has been a really exciting part um, of the last few corridor, and yeah, I would love to hear Ooh. what you have to share. <laughs> yes, as soon as I heard that you'd you know love to talk about a quote, I immediately went to one of my journals that I always just write quotes in the back of when they come to me at a time where I really need them. Mm. Um, And a lot of the time, they're not even sort of famous quotes by particular people or whatever. It might just be literally someone at work said something to me that was just so helpful in that moment. And I'm like, I have to write this down because next time I'm feeling like, you know, shit or I'm feeling cream crackered or, you know... Cream crackered? What? (laughs) You know, (laughs) naked? Oh, yeah, gotcha. You know? <laughs> you know? Cream cracker, you know? Cream cracker, naked. <laughs> you know? And you know? I can draw on them. <laughs> um, but these are just a couple. I do, I have a couple. <laughs> it's oh, just, my goodness, yeah, it's go. <laughs> Um, I love this one. Know your worth and then add tax. Ooh. I quite like that one. Just, just a good one to remind yourself of that mm. you know and two that people always see you differently to how you see yourself you know you might like wake up in the morning and you think my golly these jeans are gonna work really good today and then, <laughs> like later you're like nah this is not working I need to undo my belt <laughs> but other people around you don't see that they see you as more than that and so know your worth and then add more on top of that I love that mm. <laughs> add tax I mean if you can think of enforce an economic monetary system you know what i'm gonna add tax to my work exactly yeah. thank you yes <laughs> um i also love this one you should always walk as if your feet are kissing the earth oh. so it's just being feeling really grateful and blessed for each step that you take in whatever direction and a direction is still a direction you know it's more than standing still yeah and we're just we're just we do have privileges and and being able to be who we are and go where we want to go is just such a cool like way of being mm. and we're so lucky <laughs> wow i don't know if you intended to do it but those two sit so beautifully alongside each other as this kind of like this softness this 
gratefulness, this dancing and the beauty that that we are so privileged to be in. Mm. And also this strength of the gratefulness and. Mm. Like, I'm grateful and I'm going to keep demanding more for my people or my community. Totally. Um, That's so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can be, you can totally be grateful and you can totally aspire to more, you know. Mm. You don't have to settle, but you can realise what you have and then realise that you want to keep working and you want to keep improving the lives of yourself and those around you and, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Those are beautiful. I loved it. They're also beautifully small. Just snappy. Yeah, <laughs> snappy for when you're feeling, what is it, cream cracking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My third one isn't actually really a quote, but it's kind of more of a manifestation mm-hmm. and something that I just, if I feel like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Right, to get through today, I just need to focus, I need to, ha- I need to have a core, like a core focus, so if I'm getting distracted, if I'm feeling really low, or if I'm whatever, I can just pull back to this, and that is just three words, so strength, courage, and tranquility, wow. if you just think about each of those words, like strength, courage, tranquility, are just such good things to try and manifest out of each little action you do in that day like Mm. remember your strength be courageous and be tranquil (laughs) wow (laughs) beautiful (laughs) top tip (laughs) wow yeah heck yeah oh thank you for sharing those and yeah three i mean i love the number three so Mm -hmm. incredible things that inspire you and move you and remind you of yourself into um walk on this earth as the most claudia (laughs) as possible this has been so amazing i honestly as well i feel like you come into these sometimes you come into the corridor with expectation because you know how fucking epic that person is Mm. and the amount like we said the amount of conversations that we've had that we could have pressed record on are so endless and we did press record and then we still missed half of the <laughs> yeah so fine. thank you for sticking with us on the kind of like playback of the conversation you missed mm. but thank you for surprising me thank you for holding me in curiosity <laughs> um and rapture when you share your knowledge it is yeah so beautiful such a gift oh, so healing you. Yeah. Well, thank you for always just being so receptive and always listening and always seeing value in, in what I say and what others say as well, because we all do have special things to share. So, you know, and it just takes sometimes the right person to listen and and soak it up <laughs> <laughs> and also to bring it out of other people yeah. too. I love what you said at the beginning about yourself as in a, being an absorber right now of... Mm being curious and and taking finding the the jewels and the gems and the lessons and, and everything so we're going to end with the i ams which are the tits are the best because um well if you've listened you'll know so 
format. You just say, I am, and then you go for a gal. You go for gold. <laughs> go for as long as... Or go for cacao. Um, <laughs> means more to me than gold. Um, but yeah, go until you somewhat exhaust the I ams. But yeah, take it away. I am Finua. I was going to say I am the Finua that is at earth and not the Finua that has placenta, but I'm probably kind of placenta too. <laughs> <laughs> the powerhouse. <laughs> I am strong, courageous and tranquil. I think I'm particularly courageous these days because I've realised that life is pretty boring if you're not. Mm. To be honest, mm. <laughs> I am sort of purposefully directionless. Fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am driven, but not necessarily with a destination in mind. I am. Sort of like a little like bowl of fruit loops. <laughs> Just like lots of different flavours and things. And <laughs> you crack me up. <laughs> There's lots of things going on. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I am excited. I'm uh, working it out. I am tracking my emotions. I am learning to understand that you're not always the same, you know? <laughs> the cacao was like, oh, yeah, I agree with that one! <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of cacao. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. Koki te ngako. Ngako is full. And I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kia ora e hoa. Thank you for sharing your bedroom with me. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for sharing your story, your journey so far, and all of your magic with everyone. It is the biggest blessing. Thank you. You fucking rock. You're the fucking tits. You're the fucking tits. Oh, I'm always so grateful to spend time with you and yarn, whether it's recorded or not. <laughs> I think we have to record more. Yeah, I think so To too. fill the space we'll with it. Whip our phones out every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll sort of just be silent and we'll be like, why are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kia ora, what? Kia ora. <laughs> We did it! <laughs>